We're traveling to two English-speaking countries for the next leg of our tour, but if we want to travel to Japan or, like, Poland, we should use Rosetta Stone to learn a language. I'm definitely traveling to Japan and Poland, and I'm definitely using Rosetta Stone to learn a new language. We have to make Who Weekly multilingual with Rosetta Stone. That's been a fantasy of mine for a long time, Me to too. be a bilingual podcast, and the only way to do it is by using Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. They've been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They're known for their fast language acquisition because they immerse you in many ways. There are no English translations. You really learn to speak and think. There's an intuitive process and they're designed for long-term retention. They have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And it's an amazing value because Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in your entire life. That's Lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off steal. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership at 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com who today. You will say Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And these are... Mm. Hold on. And these mm. are the mm. VIP list girlies. I have to play this part. It's so yeah. funny. Next, we have some of the most traumatizing food we've ever experienced, Hassalon. If you're going here for anything but the party, please seek professional help because I still have PTSD from this chicken. Literally, what the fuck is that? <laughs> okay, I thought the chicken part was kind of cool, though, but I am so enamored with the VIP girls maintaining a shred of dignity. Integrity. Like, but I, yeah, integrity. Like, I just think that they are. They're discerning. Here. They're, yeah, they're, they are peddling a good time. They are selling like experiences where you can like go out to dinner and then like pay them or whatever. They are mm -hmm. engaging in capitalism, but they're not out here succumbing to the glamour of a free dinner. They're saying, mm -hmm. this place is disgusting. This place is disgusting. <laughs> this place is disgusting. So, this is from their five most like. Overrated, overrated New York New York restaurants of which 2023. Is like every restaurant, but okay. But they're all they're all quite expensive. So one of them is this caviar place that I think we've played we played a clip from their original review that it's like if you're looking to spend $1500 on dinner, this is not the place. Which is like they know they're on this like stratospheric level of dining, but that will not prevent them from being total assholes about it. I think that that's sort of beautiful. No, I love it. As long as they keep doing this, they can they can stay. You know, I have no problems with them if they keep on once in a while using their insanely incredible tones of voice to slam ravioli at like a place I've never heard of, you know? Yeah. Did you read, I'm sure you did, Cleo's quick thing about the, the cafe that banned influencers? Yeah. In Carroll Gardens. <laughs> yeah, they were like, please stop taking photos or like having photo shoot. They were like, you can yes. be here and take a pic, but like you can't come here and have a photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I think that all influencers should be banned from restaurants except the VIP list girls. Like, they should be allowed to do their criticism and their art because I think that it's providing a, a service. No, they are the Siskel and Ebert of food, and I don't think that any other food critics, like, kind of live up to them. And when we look back on this period of, like, the changing nature of criticism, they will mm -hmm. be a landmark in that. You know, people will say remember the VIP list girls, they really changed the game in terms of criticism. I understand why you're calling them the Cisco Libra of food, but the thing about the VIP list girlies is that they don't have names. <laughs> Their names are like Audrey and Rebecca or something. What I mean though is like, and I'm being very earnest, just as they're being very earnest in their slam of like a random Italian place I've never heard of, <laughs> is they're doing the criticism in the voice of people that are going to these like there it is a full service meta engagement with the food in which like you're mm -hmm. experiencing the crit of a place in which people go to be a certain way and like that's what's mm -hmm. so incredible about it like i don't want to read so and so in the new yorker or in the new york times or whatever about one of these places because they don't even know what it's like to go there what it's like to go there is to be audrey and aubrey they're the Siskel and Ebert of fine dining. Apparently, Resdora is the best Italian restaurant in New York. Bitch, where? It is quite literally mid at best. And to be honest, I have no idea how they have a Michelin star. This olive oil cake was dry, even with a layer of cream on top. I almost choked on the tiramisu because the top was giving cinnamon challenge. The service was subpar. Oh, and the portions are so small that I ate two croissants before this and I still wasn't full when I left. You are listening to Who's There with the call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Here are some comments. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I think I solved the mystery of what movie theater Aubrey Plaza and Noah Centineo were at. In those Just Jared slash Daily Mail photos, they were actually not at a movie theater. They were at a theater theater. It's called the Electric Lodge in Venice, and they were there for the extremely cursed combination of Shia LaBeouf starring in David Mamet's new world premiere play, uh, also starring Zasha's husband, who I think is definitely a who, although I've seen him in another play. He was really good. Um, but yeah, it's my friend went a couple weeks ago. It's been a very random selection of who's and them's going to it. Uh, yeah, very. Uh, so if you're a paparazzo, it makes sense that you'd be posted outside of that little tiny theater in Venice, California. Crunch, crunch. Leanne Cuisine, Aviva Tiangin. Bye. I can't believe I didn't think of this. A David Mamet world premiere. So this makes sense because they were there to get photos of Shia LaBeouf and anybody who showed up for him. So it wasn't like, oops, we were at an AMC in Pasadena and here is Aubrey Plaza and Noah Centineo. It's, we're posted up at the theater to see Mamet. Evan Jonkeet, Dominic Hoffman, and uh, Chris Bauer. Great. And Shia LaBeouf. And Zasha Mamet's dad. Remember when Lindsay Lohan was in Speed the Plow? Anyone? No? Briefly. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I was just calling about Jake from State Farm. So I'm from the town in central Illinois where State Farm is headquartered. And I don't think he got canceled. I think he, they just wanted to hire like an actual actor for the job because he really was just like a part-time employee. He was actually a bartender at a popular bar in town and they have his khakis on display on the wall. So if you ever want to go to normal Illinois, you can see Jake's khakis at the pub. 
French French. Jake was a bartender in Normal, Illinois, where State Farm is headquartered, and he was not canceled. He's just a normal guy, and he still works at the bar, and they have his khakis on display at the bar. Did you just call the, the town Normal, Illinois? It's called Normal, Illinois. <laughs> Are you kidding? You didn't just, like, insult Illinois. It's called no, 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 Normal, no. Illinois. It's a suburb of Bloomington. Bloomington is like the State Farm town, and Normal is like a... It's a town Stop. next to it. They're basically, like, so if you he, look at it on Google Maps, they look like the same town, but Normal is one of them. Bloomington is the other. So he literally was just a normal guy in Normal, From normal Illinois, Illinois. <laughs> who worked as... Yeah. Well, what I think is funny is they were like, let's choose a real guy who works here. And they were like, here, let's... Here's Steak. Here's... J- I almost called him Steak. No, VIP girls in my brain. Here's Jake Stone from State mm-hmm. Farm. And then when mm-hmm. he became a big deal in the... They were like, we can't have this guy named Jake who be Jake we need from an State actor. Farm. Like, we yes. saw how Jared turned out. We can't have a real guy, you know? I think I conflated him with Jared, and I feel bad for canceling this guy, even though he wasn't canceled. It's fine. They said, we never expected to have a full-fledged, like, viral cultural moment with this commercial. Now we need someone who's a pro. And I think that's fine. No, I think that that's called marketing it's not annoying to me oh i'm not annoyed hi blt long time long time um i'm calling because in your discussion of my god what is her name madeline argy i think you neglected to mention that as an influencer she also has already had her first scandal which on tiktok which she deleted and people don't know about you guys included seemingly is that she posted a video thinking she was fun and quirky being like i didn't i thought sundown towns were like a cute thing whenever someone asked me where i wanted to live i would say that and like thought it was like silly but like completely failed to realize what sundown towns actually are or like the implications it has to people especially black people in america so i don't know it was just i think that also needs to be talked about because she's clearly trying to sweep it under the rug and people are allowing her to do it. Anyway, crunch, crunch. Her apology for this is still up. The original video where she like says she wants to live in a sundown town is gone, but the apology is still there. I don't think she's trying to sweep it under the rug, but I do think she knows that she fucked up. That's the thing about TikTok. It's like when that many people can be exposed to what you're saying, you're kind of forced to be a little more thoughtful because if that many people are seeing your stuff and that many random people are being shown your stuff algorithmically aka people who aren't like by default in your corner (laughs) then right i think it is maybe on the one hand it seems like the most casual possible social media platform but because of the visibility it honestly should be the most buttoned up social media platform i think that's the weird like disconnect about tiktok the weird like central i don't know tension if you're going to make a mistake somewhere on the internet, TikTok might be the worst place to do it. If anything, because then your apology gets kind of buried because it's not a very good way to watch the yeah. archive anyway. So it's like if you put something up and you want to leave it up because you were wrong, but you don't want to delete it, but you do want to do an apology, you can't really connect the two so that people can say like, That's I acknowledge like, that I did yeah. something wrong here, but I did apologize, but I can't really connect these videos so that you can see that I did that. I mean, it's context collapse and it's like most bare essence where people say like context collapse that's what this is Mm -hmm. like like it really is like that's what this is and how many times have any of us been in a position where it's like 
Where's that one TikTok from that one person? And then you go to oh, their... Oh, and like you're you go to never finding like, it. I have no idea. Yeah, and you can't search for TikToks. The thing of Madeline Argie is just like a tapestry of her faces. So it's like, how am I supposed to know which one of these is the apology? There's no, no, no way no, no, to no. find it. It's a terrible place to make a mistake. It's a terrible place to apologize. Again, it's a bad place for any sort of like actual information dissemination. Unless you want to know where the worst restaurants in New York City are. Then it's a good place. Right. And also, like, there's no context needed for that. It can exist in a bubble at, until the end of time. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I almost choked on the tiramisu because the top was giving cinnamon challenge. Hey, BLT. So it's PSL season. And um, I was just learning a little bit about what Starbucks is getting up to. And they are doing something in conjunction with Ashanti. Wait, here it is. Uh, I had this all ready to go before, and now I can't see it. I'm scrolling through. Here it is. In partnership with People and Starbucks, Grammy Award-winning artist Ashanti, queen of the early aughts, created an original birthday song and music video celebrating the PSL. The music video takes customers on a journey back to 2003 to honor not only the 20th birthday of the iconic PSL, but also 20 years of Ashanti's sophomore album, Chapter 2. The song and music video can be found on People's and Ashanti's TikTok accounts and will be teased on Instagram. Please, 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 please discuss. Thank you. Bye. Another day, another sponsored song. I just want you to begin with what you told me yesterday, because I think it's the most important comment about this. The most important comment? I think I've said it before. When you said the songs are good now. They're too much like real songs. But I guess what's, what also I'm trying to say is that the the fake songs are now too much like real songs in a way that is uncanny because the real songs mm -hmm. now sound like fake songs or they could be fake songs. Therefore, mm -hmm. if I don't know that it's a fake song, there's like nothing funny about this anymore. It's just a really bad song, but it's a real song in which Ashanti talks about pumpkin spice lattes. But also mm -hmm. they do this like kind of camouflage of the song to make it sound like an old Ashanti song. Mm -hmm. But it's like almost an impression of an Ashanti. Like it's like a pair. It's like a Weird Al parody of an Ashanti song. Therefore, stripping it of any sort of kind of hilarity, which I think we would normally be pointing out. But like, it's not that funny. Right. Because it's utilizing Ashanti-isms. Because you have like, oh, baby, like within the PSL ad. So it's Uncanny Valley Ashanti. It doesn't give jingle. I think it's just like, I miss jingles. It doesn't give jingle i wish she just did a starbucks jingle i wish all of these artists just did jingles well you're old school you're you know, old I'm, school. I'm old school which is the problem it's the problem you're saying like give me cracker jill which by the yes. way was, was which kind is of perfection. the last of its kind you said give me candy corn you want to hear like reba sing like like a good neighbor state farm is there like you want to hear like yes. a take L on literally like, exactly classic <laughs> They had that. I want to hear her go like, ain't good in the neighborhood. You know, like I yeah. want to hear little pithy one liner things with Reba. You don't want to hear a three and a half minute fucking ass song about pumpkin spice no. lattes like done no. in the studio with like a good producer that they paid for. Like get a grip. Is this supposed to be like played on the radio? 
who just did one that was a full song where I was like, we're, the Spawn song is now over. It was Flo Millie. Anything flows. It was the 7-Eleven Slurpee song. Right. And we were like, because it okay, was just a song. so good for her, but also it's a song. And also I think that like Ashanti, maybe no, but Flo Millie, definitely yes. When you're too new of an artist, I'm going to just assume it's one of your songs. Because also yeah, artists are out here putting songs out that are like about Target. And they're not ads. They're like about going to the 7-Eleven, not an yeah. ad. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. they're like, oh, these are relatable brands. And I'm speaking to the people, you know? And maybe mm-hmm. Walmart will give me money if I say Walmart. Remember this one? I brought this up. It's fucking Michelle Williams' Brock's Candy Corn season. Play it loud and play it proud. I mean, I know this only happened last year, but (laughs) when I think about Brock's Candy Corn, and I've started thinking about it more because I'm seeing it in stores, I do hum, Brock's Candy Corn. Like, that's nice. That's easy. That's jingle-ish. Exactly. That's a jingle. Yes. That's not like I have to play Ashanti. I have to say I play Ashanti it's singing about so, the pumpkin spice latte. It's like it's like AI. It, it really is like uncomfortable. Like, this song doesn't make me want a pumpkin spice latte. It makes me feel like I'm in a 1991 white Ford Tempo driving down, like, I-10 in 2002. Well, in partnership with people in Starbucks, Grammy Award-winning artist Ashanti, queen of the early odds, created an original birthday song and music video celebrating the PSL, which, by the way, I have a huge problem with people calling pumpkin spice latte PSL. It is very close to DSL, which is a yeah, very right. uh, a way more memorable acronym, and I won't mm-hmm. say what it stands for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember when we said cum dumpster in front of your parents at the Boston show? Which was great, by the way. <laughs> yeah, remember you said cum dumpster in front of my parents. I avoided saying it, and then you just said cum dumpster. You said blank dumpster. And I was like, well, yeah, I got to fill well, in the blank. <laughs> you did. did you need to fill in the blank? Did you? Someone did. Did you? That's the thing about a blank dumpster. You got to fill it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you back for that one day. I'll get you back for that one day. Oh, they loved it. They loved it. She said it. My mom said it later. I was like, get out of here. Your mom gave me a hug afterwards. She's fine with your income dumpster. (laughs) Okay. The music video takes customers on a journey back 2003 to honor not only the 20th. We're getting out of control with birthdays, by the way. The 20th birthday of the iconic PSL, but also 20 years of Ashanti's sophomore album, Chapter 2. Okay. So hold on. I'm just trying to break this down. (laughs) I thought this meant, and I think... Any reasonable person would have read that and said, oh, they came out on the same day. Or let's say the same week. Let's say the same month. (laughs) They came out the same year. Chapter 2 came out summer of 2023. July. July. album. Yes. And the PSL, because again, it's a pumpkin spice latte, came out the (laughs) fall of 2003. And here's my argument here. And I guess we're just kind of now critiquing the, the ad, which is fine. We love to do this. The pumpkin mm-hmm. spice latte is a fall drink. What are fall? It's a cozy moves? drink. Cozy, fire, crackling fire. Let's <laughs> let's cuddle up under a blanket. Pl- 
plaid Taylor Swift evermore. <laughs> Taylor Swift in the woods. Taylor Swift has to go back to the woods. Chapter two, the Ashanti album that we're kind of lauding, that we're celebrating. That's fun. That's summer. That's dance party. That's open the hydrant, let the water spray, bathing suit, sun's out, sunglasses. That's Taylor Swift 1989. These are different vibes. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> Try to put it in words that people would understand like Taylor Swift fans. You know what I mean? Yes. These are not the same vibe. Pumpkin, not that. Nutmeg, not that. Cinnamon, not that. Not that. Not Warm that. milk, not that. Ashanti is not a cozy girly. She is out here ready to party. Ashanti's iced coffee with half and half in it, you know, like, and simple yes. syrup. That's Ashanti. Yes. I was looking at other albums that came out in the fall of 2003, and we have actual, mm. like, still iconic albums. Dido, Life for Rent. Dido is cozy. Speaker Box, The Love Below by Outkast. That's cozy. Clay Aiken, I wouldn't call that cozy. Not cozy. Transatlanticism, cozy. Death Cab for Cutie, Transatlanticism, that's a PSL album. That's an album that we're getting cozy to. I'm just saying they had a lot of options. So I do, as is always the case, I wonder who they approached. I don't think they approached it based on this uh, connection. I think this connection maybe came after the accepting of the uh, mm-hmm. deal. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's work this around her. I will say she looks great. They gave her this kind of hair color that matches the pumpkin spice latte in its orangeness. They're throwing leaves at her. She's wearing a gorgeous white leather trench, which is very cozy to very me. Very fall. She, she looks great. Her Starbucks manicure is beautiful. Her Starbucks manicure, green like the lady. Who was the lady? Mm-hmm. Starbucks lady on the comp. She's a mermaid. Another like kind of example and we won't I don't want to get too into this Who's either, the lady on another the like <laughs> at the same time that this came out that like you sent me this people were bemoaning this collaboration that was teased between Christina Aguilera and Lotto oh should I play the call I'll play the call okay hey Bobby Lindsay Timmy um I'm guessing you've already seen this promotion from is it home chef what is this Grubhub Preview for Lotto and Christina Aguilera's new song, Just Eat, coming December 10th, 2023. It seems it's a promotion for Just Eat UK. Uh, They've made a song for a food delivery service, which really tracks with food behavior. Christina Aguilera and Lotto, I feel like, are both them. Uh, Lotto? I don't know. Um, I just thought that you should hear the teaser and experience this. Thank you so much. French French. I I think this is kind of the backfiring of this, is that people were excited about this possible song, and then it turned out to be a sponsored song for Just Eat UK, which is the (laughs) iconic follow-up to the Katy Perry song that actually did kind of go viral and was sung everywhere and talked about for a very long time. Sung everywhere. She put out. It like really was like this Katy Perry song was like more popular than any song on mm, mm, Smile. Smile. They did a very rude thing though. Lotto tweeted, mm. should we tell them? Eyes emoji, covering mouth emoji, at Xtina. And then Christina quote tweeted and said, I think it's time, babe. And people were like, collab, 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 collab. Yay, slay, 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 slay. And suddenly it's like photos of them in gorgeous gowns with 
fast food bags next to them. Right. They got them excited. And then it was this freaking song about eating food. I'm a bad girl for my takeout battle. Like, I can't listen to this on the go. I can't listen to <laughs> Just Eat by Katy Perry while I'm, like, driving down the street. That's humiliating, even, it, even if it is a bop, you know? A little sushi while I watch a movie. Papaya salad while I sing a ballad. Need some ice cream, make it a swirl. Gotta treat this California girl. Papaya salad while I sing a ballad. Who wrote that? <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't her. <laughs> oh my god, I was watching you were so funny. I was watching speaking of not her, just a little a little note for a funny story that I was watching, Watch What Happens Live. And it was Troy Savon and Reba. Great mm-hmm. par- great duo, by the way. Reba and Troy just just mm-hmm. cracking does, it up. Here, question, does Reba know who Troy is? I know that Troy knows who Reba is. Well now she does. But she didn't before. <laughs> I would guess like not probably before. But Reba's hosting mm-hmm. The Voice, so she's being exposed to lots of, like, young music people, mm-hmm. I think, at this point. Yeah. Okay, my point is is that there was a part where Andy asked Troy if the people that he writes songs about know that they're being written about. And Troy very uh, diplomatically says that if he writes something about someone that is obvious, he'll tell them first and he'll share the song with them. And he kind of gestured to Reba. Troy did. Like, do, what about you? And Reba goes, oh, I don't write any songs. I'm not writing any songs. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, you know what? What a beautiful thing to say in the year 2023 where artists are obsessed with being songwriters. Reba says, mm, that's not what I do. I was like, you are a legend for that. Yeah. I'll send you the clip. I was cracking up. Anyways. Well, that's funny because like Fancy, one of her most iconic songs, is not even not only a song she didn't write. She didn't even originate it. Like that's someone else's song. That's a cover. Amen. <laughs> you know? Hallelujah. Like, Sometimes you just got to sing. She doesn't give a and shit. And Katie... And when people ask Katy Perry about Just Eat, they'll say, what inspired you to write this song? She'll go, I didn't write that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll be like, well, I love eating and I love food and no, I'm quite true. busy she'll as say, a new mom. She'll, say, she'll make shit up. When I, got in the, when I got in the studio with Max Martin, I told him all the foods that I love to eat. And we really worked on this together. We took inspiration together. I told him I love sushi and watching movies. And that's how that line came about. God, artists today are so brainwashed. No, literally, that's what she would say. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. God, it is sort of iconic when a successful singer doesn't give a shit about. I mean, Rihanna's kind of the same way, which I've always liked. Like, Rihanna's always been very, yeah. very vocal no, about it. the fact that, like, no, she doesn't write her music. She just has an incredible voice and, and personality and hey. other talents. And sometimes you're just the beautiful mouth. I hate the lying. Yep. It's the lying that I don't like. I know. You hate the lying. You hate the lying. Okay, let's move on. How to be famous. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time for you to get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit. A game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right, cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Lindsay, you're in my apartment. You're sitting on my couch right yep. now. Oh, my God. Wow. What does it smell like? Nothing. Nothing. And the cats are around. And I don't really have a scent. And so the cats I, are around. I would be annoyed. I'm like, well, doesn't it smell like my scent? But there's no scent, really. And there's the cats are like, around. The cats are around. You said hi to the cats. I saw them. They're here. It's not like you're hiding them from me. Yeah. So that I don't smell them. They're here. It doesn't smell like cat anything. Doesn't smell like You cat. would tell me, it right? It doesn't smell like poopy or peepee. You would tell me, right? No, I would. You would. I wouldn't have sat here recording this podcast if I could smell cat urine. 
I know when you can't smell cat urine, so you can comfortably record a podcast around cats because Pretty Litter makes it so that my house doesn't smell like fucking cat. Yeah. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra absorbent. It's lightweight. It's low dust. And one six pound bag works for up to a month without clumping. That means no more wasting litter. And it gives me peace of mind because in addition to trapping odor, the crystals change color if it detects early warning signs of illness in your cats. So when you go to the vet, you can say, well, the crystals turned this color. That could mean this color. And they like hearing it. They like Plus, it, it ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space in my little apartment. And even better, I don't have to like lug stuff all the way from the store up the elevator and the stairs into my apartment. I count on Pretty Litter to keep my house smelling fresh and clean. And you can too. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. To be famous. I'm skipping Kim Zolciak and Chet Hanks because who cares? Oh, we have new mononymity. I have something to say about this. Hi, Who Weekly. Dealing with a mystery here. Um, I've noticed that the actor Kirby Howe Baptiste um, has just changed their name to Kirby. They've dropped the Howe Baptiste. But I can't find why. Why is Kirby just Kirby? And um, clearly there's another them out there already called Kirby. So why compete? Um, Please help. Uh, Crunch, crunch. I have a lot of thoughts about this in that, like, I feel like it's good and it's a very big risk. But I think Mm -hmm. it, like, could pay off in a really big way. But at this point... When you search Kirby on Google, which I know is not like the only reason, but I just was very curious, like, are we even approaching the top of that? No, we have a them Kirby. Yeah, and he's got a huge mouth and he blows out big air and he sucks (laughs) in a lot of enemies. He sucks in air and he's big and pink. Right. And I just am like, I think she could own like Kirby as a celebrity, not the Kirby from the video game. But unfortunately, because he has such big market share in Kirby... (sighs) That, like, he takes up, like, the entirety of all of Google search. Like, she doesn't even come up, like, in the realm of, like, the first, like, 10 pages. And that, to me, is a little dangerous. You have to add more things. Because even when you search Kirby actor, Bruno Kirby comes up first. The late Bruno Kirby. No, not Bruno Kirby. I mean, he's a legend. But that, he comes up before her and he's not even alive. And he's not even alive. Kirby, we talked about Kirby, I guess, a year-ish ago. Maybe whenever Cruella came out. I think that's when we talked Mm. about Kirby. Kirby Howell Baptiste is her full name. She's in so much stuff. Even when we talked about her back then, it was like, she's got a lot of stuff in the pipeline, down the pipeline, and she still does. The the confirmation that she did, in fact, change her name to Kirby is on IMDb and IMDb Pro. Now, professionally, it's Kirby. It no longer says Kirby Howell Baptiste. And the other confirmation is her new show with, like, Gemma Arterton... Eddie Izzard, and um, God, who else was in there? I think I just put it in there. Um, Nathan Stewart Jarrett. I don't Nathan know. Nathan Stewart that. Jarrett, who was in Candyman. Okay, it is just funny because it's she has an icon. She had or like is taking away an iconic um, uh, two 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 last name. What do you call it? I two love a hyphenated name. name. I love a hyphenated, a hyphenated name. name. I love it too, but maybe that her whole thing was like it's heavy. It's weighing heavy on me. I want to just be Kirby, but she's starring because yeah. she's starring like alongside Nathan Stewart Jarrett. Like there's other kind of iconic uh, Mary Louise Parker, et cetera. I don't know why that was the first one yes. that came to my head, but there's lots of them, and they do they're fine. But I understand the impulse. Catherine Zeta Jones, like, most heavy. famously. 
yes, I just want to be Kirby though. Like I think Kirby yeah. is unique enough where I can just be Kirby. And it's like, mm -hmm. okay, be bold. Like go it. mononymous, you know? I love when people choose mononymity. And so on this <laughs> Disney press release, which I think is even more definitive confirmation than IMDb, it says the series stars Nathan Stewart Jarrett, Gemma Archerton, Kirby. Yeah. So like Disney calls her Kirby. So we have mm. it. I emailed her publicists. So you think that's confirmed? You emailed her publicists? I love no one ever responds. For comments. I know, but it is funny that you ask. I emailed her publicists. Jenny and Lauren, I linked to our New York. I love when I email the publicist I, and I mention I host the podcast Who Weekly, but I always real. do. I hyperlink Who Weekly and I link it to the Rachel Syme New Yorker piece because nothing thank I you, think Rachel Syme. more than. Right. It's true. And thank you, Rachel Syme, for giving us like 1,200 words that just say what we do in a way that makes yeah. us sound really smart. And I think that's key to our success in terms of reaching out, cold calling celebrities at this point, which we rarely do. Rarely do, but sometimes, but sometimes we, well, I'll email the publicist if I have a specific question. But like, I love using that as the, the hyperlink. Yeah. But I did link to the episode that we did on Kirby. And I was like, oh, we did an episode on Kirby. We want to oh, follow up. Did. Our fans had a question. But I, they didn't write back. Because I wanted to know if there was Maybe a reason will, for it. Because like, that'd be an interesting reason. You know, if there were a reason, I'd love to know what it is. I, I'd love to hear from the source why they decide to do it. We can like kind of guess the reasons all we want, but maybe there is like an actual kind of reason reason that I'm sure we'll get the answer to because as soon as she does press she for does something, press. don't you mm -hmm. think somebody might ask? Oh, but absolutely. Like SAG means no one's doing press. Like still, you know, we're not getting the press that we normally get. Who recently went mononymous? Amber Riley. She spoke about it when she went to just Riley. She talked about it. Oh, right. And she chose the name that was unexpected. <laughs> yes. But I think also musicians tend to go mononymous faster or at all compared to actors. Actors going mononymous is pretty rare. I mean, singers, mm -hmm. we're used to them being mononymous. We don't want a singer with a last name. If anything, we're saying that's too much. Just be Riley. Because I think Amber Riley's thing was like she wanted to distinguish her music career from her acting career. Because I think she was it was very much, a, 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 if I remember correctly, her putting glee in the past mm. and saying mm -hmm. like, no, I'm I'm this. I'm Riley. Please separate me from this. Which is why we're always confused why Lady Gaga is Lady Gaga in film, which we're like, yes, this is so confusing. We're not used to this type of kind of take on this. One more tangent before I get back to my point about emailing publicists. I did notice when I was watching the VIP list girlies, the NYC restaurants, not worth the hype. Uh, the top comment is from Amber Riley saying, crying, laughing, crying, laughing, crying, laughing, crying, laughing. The second comment is Jujube. <laughs> Stop. Noted hooligan Jujube. I love Jujube. I love Jujube. Okay, so you're saying these are the girlies that get it. Those are the girlies The girlies that get, get it. it. If you get they it, get you it. get it. If you don't, Riley you don't. gets it. So this reminded me that I forgot to bring this up in our episode in which we talked about this. But do you remember the viral wedding from a couple of weeks ago, KJ Smith and Sky Black, where they had all of the video and all of the TikToks and all of the people and Tyler Perry was there? Remember that? Yes, I do. I found their Zola listing. <laughs> Did you buy them something? <laughs> well, I found their wedding registry and I was like, uh -huh. is this real? Because it's like... It's nice stuff. It's normal stuff. It's also like the um, honey fund. It's like a fund for their kid. Like if they ever have a kid, it'd be like a, a baby fund. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, this is almost certainly real. But if it is not real, it's one of the funniest scams I can imagine. Finding out 
that a famous couple, but not super famous, a Huey couple are getting married and making a Zola as them just to get free shit. I mean, that's pretty scammy. Is that fraud that can get you arrested or is it just fraud that'll like make you feel guilty? I mean... It might be real. It almost certainly is real. But if it's not real, it, is that fraud? Oh my God. I think it's fraud, <laughs> but I don't think it's kind of explicit fraud. I think it's more like like misidentity. Like you're not getting that money back. It's giving kind of when you accidentally yeah. like zell the wrong person, you know, like they're like, sorry, yeah. you're out of luck, babe, you know? Yeah. Someone bought them a $1,000 Delta gift card. Someone bought them a five-piece hostess set. Someone bought them a Wait, gigantic punch bowl. I'm sorry, a $1,000 Delta gift card? I emailed their publicist and I was like, is this real or not? And they didn't write back, so. Can you stop emailing people's publicists? You are on a roll. What do we have IMDb Pro for if not to get publicist emails? <laughs> I just can't, what is it I just there can't for? believe you're out here emailing multiple publicists. Okay. Bobby said, I'm the police. I'm figuring this out. I'm, a, I'm <laughs> Detective Benson. I'm out here solving fraud. Hey, um, Bobby, Lindsay, Timmy. Um, I just wanted to ask a quick question. Um, Constance Wu just posted about going on at the American Dental Association SmileCon. Um, yeah, just curious uh, what that's about. And uh, is that like the next, you know, like who event? Like I don't really get it. Anyway, crunch, crunch, crunch. This I think is perfect timing. Constance Wu speaking at the um SmileCon in Orlando, SmileCon 2023. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it's perfect timing because we were talking about like actors and especially Huey actors taking like pretty large sums of money for easy work, prepared speeches that you give based on like your character, your celebrity, your narrative, your story, like, and she has a book, you know, like there's a plethora of like biographical information to draw on from her that will make someone decide that this is who I want to speak at my corporate event. Mm -hmm. But I was like, she's in a she's in a funny middle place of her career right now, which is like the perfect lull to be doing this, coupled with the SAG strike, you know, like that's why she's doing theater right now. I mean, this is why like rich people stay rich, though. Like This is why celebrities can stay doing stuff because there's always a demand for their presence. And it's yeah. like you can see how irrelevant she is to this to smile con but it doesn't matter because she's a celebrity and like she was there and she's a beautiful smile and maybe she could talk about <laughs> the importance of teeth and like I don't know and I searched like Constance Wu teeth smile gums I was like looking for the connection smile. maybe there was one but then I kind of realized you know what there doesn't need to be a connection because that's like <sighs> the whole point of this kind of capitalist venture which is just like getting a notable person to be there it can be the draw and make it make your biz people excited to work there or whatever i don't know the line that they used in the press release for this is so funny i bolded it this is from ada president george r shepley dds <laughs> uh -huh. we are thrilled to have constance Wu join smilecon to address and inspire our ada community who like miss Wu, are passionate about their craft <laughs> Right, so that's the connection, is that she's passionate about her craft. Dentists are passionate about dentistry. Constance Wu, passionate about acting. Well, I was thinking, like, they better not have one of those actors with veneers, which is something we went long on on the Patreon. I'm oh, sick of yeah. the fucking veneers. On the, I'm sick of these people's fake teeth. But then I realized that, like, if she did have veneers, that would actually speak towards dentistry because they love giving people veneers. So then I was like, okay, well... Maybe it's not about having a natural smile. Maybe it is about having mm -hmm. veneers because that's like the possibility of getting a nice smile. Anyways, I got really yeah. confused and I searched uh, Constance Wu veneers and I only got one Reddit post posted two months ago. Does Jessica, parentheses, Constance Wu have veneers? Her teeth are too perfect and white. It's bothering me to know. And then the answers were not conclusive. So we don't know. 
in the this is what actors are doing during the strike this is what actors are doing when they have free time why not make fifty thousand dollars really quickly and easily by going to an american dental association well, conference you gotta go to orlando, orlando. <laughs> well, that's going to one orlando night. Stressful. one night a, maybe I she's mean, a disney adult maybe she's a disney adult maybe are you gonna see her in little shop of horrors with corbin blue are you no okay I don't go to much theater, and I feel like if I do go to theater, it's not going to be Little Shop of Horrors with Constance Wu and Corbin Blue, even though that does sound fun. I've never seen that show, so. Mm, well, maybe consider it then and don't just be a hater. Next call. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, I think this is how you do it. I just started listening like four weeks ago. I love it. Um, Chapel Roan. Is she who or them yet? She just had her album released. Wondering. Thanks. Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy, I need you to talk about Noah Khan. Please. I moved here not quite a year ago, almost a year ago, to this funny little green state. And I I don't know how popular he is because he is so popular here. And Vermont's Vermont's something else. It's like still 1996 in a lot of places. Uh, I truly can't tell if Noah Khan is a who or a them. And I know Olivia Rodrigo like covered him last week or week before or something. And like that seems funny to me. But at the same time, like if you say the name Noah Khan to someone, do they know who he is? I don't know. I can't tell. Everyone knows him here in Vermont. But what does that mean anywhere else? Um, also, I have to say, since I moved here, I've definitely increased your Vermont listenership by 300%, by which I mean I've gotten, like, three new friends here to listen to weekly. So you're welcome. Uh, if you would like to, um, you know, reward us for that, you could uh, do a show in Montreal sometime. Just saying, because it's only an hour and a half away. Anyway, uh, crunch, crunch, and me in Vermont. Okay, bye. Noah Khan and Chapel Roan, people who the hooligans call about constantly and yet for some reason we never play the calls let's finally just discuss both of these now very it people i think there's something about like music this is like tate mccray it's like all of a sudden i'm seeing this person's name everywhere mm -hmm. both of these people had like two different types of like tiktok come up i think chapel roans was way more subtle than noah's noah's oh, was yeah, like yeah. a full-on assault on kind of relatability but yeah you're getting kind of a to me, the similar trajectory, you know? Mm-hmm. Noah's was a little more instant. Noah's song that was very much like... It just went viral. About the COVID narrative went viral, but it wasn't until the album was re-released this past year that it really has kind of gone kookaloony. Yeah, I think he's like from New Hampshire. And now he's literally playing Madison Square Garden soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing is like with one song with one album it can mm -hmm. be so much bigger than i think we've ever had in the past where you really yeah. can sell an arena based off one again one song or for his, in his one album that people really connect to like i don't think chapel roan could sell out madison square garden right now i think noah khan could and probably will <laughs> Right. But which is why it's like the desperate call to Who Weekly because it's like, who is this person selling out Madison Square Garden? Right. And it's like, it's as simple as like a guy who really clicked on TikTok and is now kind of hitting this 
niche but huge niche but huge but doesn't even make any sense like that's an oxymoron like community of people who are willing to see him and is just like off center enough to stand out like he's a white guy singing country folk americana music which is not that interesting but in the landscape of tiktok it is a little interesting it's a little different from what's sort of trending now no sure so i guess i get it it's just like like so many things are cyclical that's not interesting did you hear his casey duet i actually actually really liked it i played it for josh and even josh was like "Ooh, what's this this is good i was like i can't get into it but (laughs) yes it is good love when people sing numbers. I love when people sing numbers. And you're having Post Malone jump on your song? That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're having Post Malone get on your song, that's like when Nikki got on, whose viral song did Nikki get on? I mean, she's got on multiple viral songs. She got on uh, Ice Spices. Right. Or what? I mean, so many, I feel like, at this point. She was just on Sexy Reds, too. Another thing about Noah that I think speaks to his place and the moment, <laughs> his place and culture right now, he was one of the, like, myriad artists who were featured on Zach Bryan's album, too, which is, like, one of the biggest albums in the country right now. So that's, like, one of the biggest cosigns you could get. But I don't think he's, like, a country guy, and I think Zach Bryan's, like, one of his major things is on a country guy. But to be fair, Zach Bryan's, like, bigger than anyone could ever imagine because, like, of being slightly off the beaten path of, like, Americana, but also not being, like, full, like, Mm -hmm. America, USA country guy. Which I think Noah's is more like, I'm an emo New Hampshire East Coast kind of, like, not to bring it up again, but folklorian plaid fire in the fireplace guy. Uh Cozy pumpkin spice latte guy. Yeah. Oh, I actually was wrong. It's not on the album, but it is a song they just they just released it. I so I just heard it. Noah and Zach. I didn't think it was on his album, but I... he's partnering with one of the biggest artists right now, which helps. And Zach is interesting because Zach partners with established artists on his album, like Casey and like who the new Lumineers. But then he also partners with people who are a little smaller, like. Sierra, what's her name, and the Warren Treaty, who I love, who are amazing. So it's a big thing. Anyway, that's Noah. Noah just like had a song. The girlies are obsessed with him. He's also on TikTok being like, mental health. Uh, Here's a cover of one of my songs that I support. He's like all over the place, engaging, being personality driven, taking the risk that is putting yourself out there on TikTok, which can be very good or go very badly for you. So like that's paying off for him. Okay, let's go to Chapel Roan who is like a different version of a similar thing, but I think way less popular. She is not selling out Madison's Garden. She's selling out Webster Hall two nights or something. So I do think that we're on a different scale here. Let's not like conflate the two. It's just like two names that you're hearing a lot because Chapel Roan happens to be an artist in which if you know anyone, let's say gay, her name has come up like multiple times over the past few months because her new album is extraordinarily catchy. We talked about this on Keep It with Lewis and Ira. They like assigned us albums to listen to. And this is the one I liked the most. And I kind of didn't, I had heard of her, but I was like, oh, whatever. This is too, I'm too old for this, but I really love this album. I thought it was great. But what Ira said about Chapel Roan was You're really You're definitely funny. not too he, old for Chapel Roan. No, I know. What did Ira say? He said something like, 
I feel like I've been listening to her for years because for like three years, anytime you went to a gay person's house and you were watching YouTube videos, at some point in the night, someone would play Pink Pony Club. And I was like, that's kind of true. Like you would, you just kind of been hearing this song for so long. The first time I heard it was like a drag queen performing to it. And I was like, what is mm -hmm. this? And it's like a very dramatic, almost like a Bette Midler Pink Pony Club. Like almost like it's a musical. It's theatrical. theater and I kind of assumed that she and I had kind of heard or maybe assumed she was it was kind of a little bit of a uh, TikTok industry plant but then a friend of mine who actually knows the whole story and had been following her for a while said actually she was dropped by her record label she was kind of on her own and then did her own thing and that's when it blew up she went after that after like kind of flopping within the record label sphere like I has a great narrative that I love <laughs> moves to LA from the middle of the country, Midwest, flops, moves back home, and then during the pandemic says, I'm going to give it one more shot. And when she gives it one mm. more shot, Pink Pony Club comes out. By the way, her name is not Chapel Roan. <laughs> it's like Kaylee, Kaylee Amstutz or something. It's literally Kaylee Rose Amstutz, which is like the funniest real name to have versus like being like, I, that cannot be my artist name. It has to be something else. Some like some like sleazy Jeremy Piven on his on his chair behind a desk being like, about the name. <laughs> yeah. Or literally her being like, or Jeremy Piven being like, my daughter's bat mitzvahs this weekend. Have you met her? My daughter's name is Kaylee Rose Amstutz. You know, that's that's what I was, that's what I thought you were going to be saying. Oh, no. It's just my like, she daughter, just, it's very much Kaylee one of those Rose. things where it's like, you've got the whole package, but you need a new name. <laughs> yeah. And, Although and you know what? We're not using, would be we're a, not using, would be a slay. no, 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 no. We're not using, any, I was just going to say, we're not using any of these names. Sorry. It's all gone. We have to start from scratch. Okay. What else is there to say about Chapel Roan? Well, this was like, what was funny was when we were talking about this at dinner with our friend and, and he was like, I feel like everyone's talking about this girl, but it's not going beyond that conversation. And I was like, because I don't feel like she really has like a narrative that is like, there's no story. Like her story is like, I'm queer and this is music for queer people and it's fun and come see me in concert. It's not what we're used to being pushed out at us, which is that... This is about Tate McRae's ex-boyfriend who was a hockey player and that's why she's wearing I big see. hockey I shorts. See. Or, oh, this is about, this song is about Olivia Rodrigo's ex-boyfriend and that's why this song is about like driving in your car. And it's like not to say that Chapel Roan doesn't have these like extremely confessional and real songs. We're so used to like the connectedness of the narrative and I will say that she's not kind of selling it like as shamelessly as we're used to getting. Which is a sleigh. I think so. It's not like, who is Vampire about? But also, she's not there yet. Wait until the second album. Then she'll have stories to tell. Then it's like, oh my god, she wrote a song about Muna. <laughs> she's in a beef with Muna. <laughs> I just think it's very, we're so used to like every song being about something that we have to know. And then sometimes there are these songwriters where it's like, you don't know. And it, does that help or hurt them? And it's you You want to say it's great, but you also want to be like, I feel like this is, it's hard to sell a song. Yeah. Like this. I'm going to because yeah her she is queer she came out as queer when she moved to LA so that's what a lot of the album is about but um I have to take a quick tangent because Katie Haney's uh new issue of contact came in while we were talking I have to read the deck 
Okay. Bigfoot Spotted in Colorado by Katie Haney. The deck is, to quote Glennon Doyle on seeing her future wife, Abby Wambach, for the first time, colon, there she is. <laughs> there she is. There she is. There she is. Okay, so Chapel Roan, Noah Khan, we did it. Finally, so many calls about these people. Can we skip Emma Chamberlain? I want to be famous. We got new boots, and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Housewives of Potomac, and I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason, too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing, and I didn't have any cowboy boots, and so I got my Tacovas. Oh. and let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots huge on the line dancing floor that's amazing oh yeah so you can really smack the floor and swing around you need cowboy boots yeah i didn't get cowboy boots i got chelsea boots but they're great they're brown oh my god i can't wait to see them they're just i like taking them on and off they're so lovely they're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets the perfect jeans performance pearl snaps cowboy hats bandanas you name it they'll get you outfitted they believe in western for all and you can feel that when you go into their stores when you walk in you'll be greeted like family i saw them do it to the girlies from the real house of potomac it seemed like they were being greeted like family you'll be offered a boot shine and a drink yes even the hard stuff if you prefer and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots but if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Let me guess, your medicine cabinet is crammed with stuff that doesn't work. You still aren't sleeping, you still hurt, and you're stressed out. That's how it was for us. So we cleared out our cabinets and reset our health with CBD from CB Distillery. I like CB distillery because I like CBD, but not all CBD. Mm. Sometimes you take CBD and you're like, yeah. this didn't do anything. Fair. You're like, did this do anything or didn't it do anything? Mm -hmm. I honestly can't tell. And then mm -hmm. sometimes when you take CBD that works and you feel something, mm -hmm. you're like relieved. Mm -hmm. And CB distillery, I'm like, okay, this is actually working. A little drip drip into the tea before bedtime? Into the tea. CB distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality clean ingredients. No fluff, no fillers, just pure effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. I like it for sleep. That's what I use CBD for. And this one's a little dripper. You can a little drip drip yeah I a little like dropper turmeric tea you know Ooh, I love a little drip tea. drop if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief make the change like we did to cb distillery and with over two million customers and a solid 100 money back guarantee cb distillery is a source to trust we have a 20 percent discount to get you started visit cbdistillery.com and use code who for 20 percent off that's cbdistillery.com code who cbdistillery.com as you know, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. When we announced our latest tour dates, I said, well, all I have to do is get these on the website. And that's going to take me literally 30 seconds. It's going to take me maybe shorter than this ad goes on to update our 
tour dates on the website and making it easy for everyone to go buy tickets to see us in London and Dublin. And we wouldn't have been able to do that without Squarespace. I know. And then when we added a new date, you said, Bobby, can you update the poster? And then I sent you the new poster and then you just put it back on the Squarespace. Yeah. Because you can just I drag and drop. I uploaded it. It was incredible. And there it is. You can buy tickets right on our Squarespace. That's right. It's the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online, whether you're just starting or managing a growing brand. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all in your terms. I know. We've got the contact form, which is used all the time. People always contact us through the Squarespace contact form, which we love. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to embed stuff, as we said. A feature that you love using when we're testing stuff out which is like password protect pages if you're not ready to launch them. You love putting a password on a page and being like, check this, make sure it's okay. But it's very helpful. Yes, of course I have to do yeah. that for testing, for beta yeah. testing. It's very nice. Make sure it's right. You use it for beta testing, but you could also just like make pages private. If you don't want to like put every episode of like your secret podcast on your Squarespace, just put it behind the paywall. <laughs> oh my God. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, Go to squarespace.com slash who, W-H-O, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I want to be famous. Okay, settle this debate between me and my boyfriend. Um, we collectively think Simon and Garfunkel is a them, but definitely Gen Z does not know who they are. Um, and my boyfriend thinks Paul Simon is a them, and our Garfunkel is a who, and I would say, singularly, they are both who's, and Simon and Garfunkel would also be a who to Gen Z, because I consulted two 16-year-olds, um, my niece and my 16-year-old coworker, and they did not know who Simon and Garfunkel is, they had never heard of Miss Robinson, and the only song they knew was The Sound of Silence, from the movie Trolls. So there you have it. Crunch, crunch. There you have it. There you crunch, have crunch. it. The the young people, the the teens don't know who Simon and Garfunkel are. Honestly, it's fine. You don't get that. It's like it's like it's Kate Bush. It's Kate Bush and Stranger Things. They're not going to become relevant until they're featured in some sort of other culturally relevant thing, you know? I guess. To us, though, I'm just like to us though. I, know. I think you don't everyone... know about Art Garfunkel. <laughs> Paul Simon, them, Simon and Garfunkel, them. I still feel sort of like Art Garfunkel's a who with them name recognition. Well, he's kind of iconically who-y. Like that's yeah. his like whole. He's the like, other one. Yeah. His whole demeanor. He was always the other one. He was always mad about it. His name is Art Garfunkel. Sorry. Like he just wasn't the girl. He wasn't the star. He wasn't I mean, the he girl. He was mad about it. He wasn't so the girl. So he's iconically who-y, even though I think to multiple generations of people he is a them technically but he is definitely who we he's the who you're of the two mm-hmm. as for the young people i don't expect them to know who simon and garfunkel is that's not surprising to me that they didn't know who simon and garfunkel is when you said that they only recognize the sound of silence because it was in a trolls movie i was just like that's a perfect example of like what culture is when you are that age you only learn about things when you see them in like the kids movie or the kids show Right. I'm thinking about like, remember when Pulp Fiction came out? Remember, you know, and all these like old songs mm -hmm. became new again. It's like, this keeps happening. Kate Bush running up that hill, Stranger Things. Like, this is just culture. Like, we cannot be shocked that kids don't know who Simon and Garfunkel are. You know what I mean? But but maybe they will if some old ass person puts it in a movie that strikes their fancy. Yeah. One of my favorite songs of all time, which imprinted on me as a child, 
is a song from the 60s, a, the iconic soul song, Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher and Higher, because it was on the Operation Dumbo Drop soundtrack. And I love the Operation Dumbo Drop soundtrack. It Operation was filled with Dumbo soul Drop. songs. Yeah, it had Operation like, Dumbo Your Drop. Love is Lifting Me Higher. It had, um, yeah. It had Hang On, Sloopy, Sloopy, Hang On. You know that song? Hang On, Sloopy, Sloopy, Hang On. Yeah, no, I know that. <laughs> Sounds like Snoopy. Remember the Big Chill soundtrack? Everybody was like, oh my God, the Big Chill soundtrack, which had yeah. like, you know, Wider Shade of Pale, the original, oh, not the Annie yeah. Lennox. Oh, yeah. Procol Harum. Okay, now we're just like showing off. Hi, Bobby, Lindsay, Timmy. I am currently at the Food and Nutrition Conference and Expo in Denver. Uh, Fincy, as it's colloquially called, and the opening speaker was Stedman Graham, uh, you know, Oprah's husband, and it got me thinking, uh, despite being married to, like, the most famous per- woman in the world, or who was the most famous person in the world at one point, um, he's a little hooey. So, yeah, is he a who? I mean, it's hard to say that Oprah's husband, partner, uh, man, would be a who, but it did just get me thinking. Um, all right, crunch, crunch, me in Greece. To quote the caller, is Oprah's husband partner man Stedman a who or them? I think we've done this before because he's kind of like the iconic like husband that exists, yeah. but no one knows what husband he does, which man. is like mm-hmm. why, I th- why I love him so much because he he doesn't make a point to tell you what he does. You have to like seek it out because everyone's like, Stedman's just here and it's like well he's actually kind of like the CEO guy also like he is a big business guy but he is kind of a who because it's so he is so mysterious in that way because Oprah's too big of a personality to like even kind of come up against or alongside he's a CEO of his own company he's a CEO of a company with his name on it and he's a consultant which could mean anything I mean that's what I'm saying but yeah he's a who I don't even think we have to count it down his art pop could mean anything. His art pop could mean anything. Saying. Yeah. Oprah doesn't even know what he does. You know? It's fine. Well, I don't think he... The thing is, he doesn't have to do anything. Here's mm-hmm. That's the thing, right? Like, what does he even have to do? Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about two speakers in this episode, but one iconic speaker that... I mean, she's quite dark these days, so it's annoying to bring her up. But for a long time, the most iconic celebrity speaker in culture... Mm-hmm was Caitlyn Jenner. If you'll remember those first seasons of Kardashians, that was Caitlyn's job. Like, Caitlyn mm-hmm. was a former Olympian who hadn't actually competed in a long time, but was making good money doing the speaker circuit around the world. And like, mm-hmm. that's why Caitlyn was constantly traveling. That's, I think, the dream for a lot of people when they move on to like another stage in their life and they're like, I don't really want to do X anymore. Well, it's like inspirational. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, to me. Um, this is kind of like a, a, um, I guess it's kind of like a call about senators being who's and them, but is Herbert Hoover a who or a them? I really feel like he's a who. I know he was a president, but I just feel like he's a who. Um, there's that song about him in Annie, like the the stage version of Annie, but that's like how I found out about him. Um, I was young, but still, that's how I found out about him. Um, 
so so maybe the fact that there is a song about him in Annie makes him um but no, I don't think that's yeah, so is Herbert Hoover a who or a them um one of everything really good. Crunch, crunch. I think we've talked about presidents before. I think by default, if you are an American, every president is technically a them, right? Right. Even if you're like forgetful and don't remember like when they were president. Yeah. But also I think Herbert Hoover iconically was president when the Great Depression started. And that's like the thing. That's the thing I think about with Herbert Hoover. It's like, ooh. And if you know the Annie song, which well, I don't need to bring up Annie again, but it's not often in the movie versions because it's so depressing because it's about living, living in like Hubertville. Hooverville? But you don't have to slay to be a them. <laughs> you can be a flop <laughs> and also be a them. I just want to say, I just want to put that out there. Do you agree? Yeah. As, as a president? No. I think as anything, yeah, you don't have to slay to be a them. That's For what sure. I'm saying. That's a good point. Right. You don't have to slay to be a them. Herbert Hoover, them. But he didn't slay. No. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Just ask my grandma. Well, well you can't. But <laughs> if you could, she'd say, he didn't slay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd say, uh-uh. He didn't slay. Hi, The Weekly. I just saw the Spot Making Sense reissue movie. And I'm wondering if David Byrne is a who or a them. Because obviously he's a them to, like, a very specific group of people. But I told my dad, who's 64, that I was going to this, and I don't think he would know David Byrne. So I'm curious. Crunch, crunch. Okay, we're talking David Byrne because of the re-release, his yeah. name's in the air, because of the re-release? Uh-huh. Is that yeah. what we're, is that what's going on here? Yeah. I find it weird that your 64-year-old okay. dad didn't know who David Byrne was. Yeah, I find that not believable, actually. What do you think? I think David Byrne, uh, one, two, three... Them. them yeah I, I think so i think he's around like he was he did that song with mitski for everything everywhere all at once oh right oh, i'm just saying like right. i think david byrne has like in the same way we were talking about zach bryan but in an even more like kind of madonna-ish way like you know madonna loves like partnering with younger people david byrne does too i think david byrne has always like strived to maintain that kind of relevance by like partnering with younger talent over the years and also he just it's not even stop making sense it's back it's like he just released a new musical but i'm also just like every young artist is like david byrne like he's just like he's just like the influence and his even the fashion has come back and been referenced and even all that like you don't have to google very far have to go to a tumblr that references anything in the past to like to miss him like he's just mm-hmm. i do think that that's kind of a in in an enduring visual thing in our culture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that David Byrne is a them, and I don't really think that that's... I don't think that your 64-year-old father not knowing who he is should discourage you from calling, loudly, proudly calling David Byrne a them. All right. Loudly and proudly. Hey, BLT. Um, I'm on Twitter for the first time in a few days trying to engage with some, some silly content, and I found some. Um, Pusha T posted um, and immediately deleted a no sap screenshot, and it says, one newt, two salamander, three slugs, four bullfrogs. 
I can see why he deleted it because that is objectively incorrect. Um, and so I'd like to know your who to them rankings of newts, salamanders, slugs, and bullfrogs. Um, thank you, me and Greece. French, French. So we don't know when or why mm-hmm. this was posted. Mostly why. And we don't know when or why it was deleted. Mostly why. No. But we just know that Pusha T posted a screenshot of this list of, five, of four animals and said, here's the ranking or here's the list. We don't know whether it was a ranking or a list. These are just things that we don't know. It's a notes app. One, newt. Two, salamander. Three, slug. Four, bullfrog. Which is weird because I was like, are they all amphibians? A slug is a mollusk. And Newton, Salamander, Bullfrog seem to be all amphibians. Let's pretend that he was ranking Newt, Salamander, Slug, Bullfrog from who to them and see if we agree. Themius as number one. Was he, was one Themius? So you think he was counting down to who? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Newt, Salamander, Slug, Bullfrog. I mean, it's wrong, but if It's wrong. No, it's wrong. I'd almost, honestly, I'd almost put Slug at number one. Wow. It's like kind of in a different category. I guess these are all like slimy things. If you mm-hmm. were thinking like, if yeah, was, they're slimy. If this was they're slimy. If this was Family Feud and Steve Harvey was like on the board, we asked a hundred people for slimy things. Name a slimy creature, and then I would say first, I would say slug. Slug. Can Survey I get slug says on the board. Boom, slug. and it would be like fifty-five people. Out of the hundred. I think it would be sure. number one would be slug. For sure it'd be number one. For sure. But thing is now we're doing a different category, which is not who to them, which is just slimy things. I'm just trying to, you know that, oh my God, do you know what game I've been obsessed with? The New York Times Connections. I'm not saying it's a good oh, game, yeah, but I'm saying it's a fun game. I'm playing Connections and this is like Connections to me because these are four items that are slimy. Mm-hmm. It gives you a bunch of words and you have to put the, you have to find the four that are connected and there's like different categories, right? And there's like all different types of connections. So if you saw these four words, it could be like things that are slimy. I mean, the connections are tenuous. Like we're not, it's, it's not, it's not giving dictionary definition, right? It's giving the mind of one person. So that's what made me think of something slimy. But if we were just doing who to them or them to who, then I think it would be slug, bullfrog, newt salamander yeah and the reason i would put bullfrog second i was hoping you would say that and i'm thrilled that you did because newt salamander i don't know the difference between them really and i get confused when i see newt salamander so i'm gonna say i know what a bullfrog is and i know what a slug is and newt salamander confusing you get bottom two Mm -hmm. newt salamander don't really know the difference between them or really even i know i've seen them before like i've never really encountered newt or salamander yeah Yeah, no totally but bullfrog i know what that is in my mind's eye slug a classic slimy (laughs) classic slimy guy and we see those everywhere they're everywhere they're everywhere right yeah they're everywhere anyway i don't even think these need to be slimy things i think just who to them a list of four random things who to them yep slug bullfrog Newt Salamander. I was just trying to get into Pusha T's mind, but you're right. Why even bother? We should go on our terms, which is yeah. who to them. And we did it. And thank you. Pusha T, who were them? He was a them when he was like calling out Drake, but I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I don't know. 
I think he gets you're residual them. You're hiding a baby. Is that what he said? You're hiding a baby? Remember that? No, he said you're hiding a child. That's what I meant. You're hiding a Thank child. You. What do Why I think? Who are them? What do I think? I think he's a them. Okay. Thanks for listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show. Keep calling in at 619-who-then-believe-questions-comments-and-concerns. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, Discord server, commentary tracks, and more. You can also get the audio only, audio only on Apple Podcasts. Someone called in and said, why do you say audio only twice when you do that? Bobby, in the closing credits, why do you always say audio only twice? Audio only, audio only. Scratch, scratch. And the reason I do that is to remind people that, like, the Discord, the newsletters, like, non-audio, you can only get that on Patreon. That's why I mean that. Apple Podcasts, you can only get the audio. What's left? Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Katie and Eric came to the Boston show. They were in the crowd as everyone sang along to their masterpiece. It was so sweet to see them enjoy that right in person. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing and sending us the first screenshot of Anyone But You starring Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell a few minutes ago. I saw it, Timmy. Looks amazing. It's not even a trailer. It's just a photo of her in a dress. I clicked on it and I was like, trailer? And then it just was a photo. Thank you so much, Timmy. Are you ready for it? Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell heat things up and Anyone But You coming soon exclusively to theaters. And that's it. We'll see you on Tuesday. We'll see you on the Patreon on Sunday. And that's it. Bye. Bye. That's the thing about a blank dumpster. You got to fill it in. <laughs> Hi, uh, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I'm calling from London. Um, I just heard your section about Jake from State Farm being on Raya, and I can confirm he is on Raya. I did see him. And his bio was like, I'm barely on here, so please message me on Instagram, which I thought was ridiculous because you think he's really checking his Instagram DMs? So, yeah, Jake from State Mall Farm, Doctor is on Raya. Okay, crunch, crunch, kisses. Hi, BLT. I'm so mad at you guys. I did such good grocery shopping. I've been really good about not eating out, eating in the house. And then that Minecraft Chipotle discourse just got me so horny for Chipotle that even though I have a whole kitchen full of groceries, I'm going to freaking order Chipotle today. So thanks a lot, A. And B, y'all should get sponsored by Chipotle. Let me leave the laptop. Hey, this is John calling. I'm just calling for all the bros out there. You know, I noticed that Travis Kelsey, greatest uh, tight end in football, has been in the news a lot, uh, cavorting with, you know, what's her name? And I just had to know, and this is especially too true for bros who converse with non-bros, but which NFL football players, current NFL football players, okay, Tom Brady doesn't count, current NFL football players are them. Sorry, thems. Okay, now I was going to sign off here with show and hole, but uh, come on, go Buckeyes. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy, I just wanted to spread some joy and gratefulness for this wholesome community because my now husband and I got married last week at the city clerk's office in Manhattan while the Trump and crypto bro trials were happening next door. Um, while we were on vacation in New York, because originally we live in Berlin, Germany. But in order to do that, we needed a witness. Um, but we don't know anybody in New York, so I took to the VIP Patreon 
uh, and asked whether anybody would be willing to help us with that. And two very, very sweet humans uh, agreed to ditch their offices on a Tuesday morning uh, and join us uh, at the city clerk's office to witness uh, the ceremony. And it was all very sweet and very lovely. And I'm so grateful for them um, and also grateful to the Discord and everybody who congratulated us and uh, grateful for the podcast. So, um, yeah, just wanted to share share the lovely news. And uh, also thanks to my friend Vanessa, who convinced me to listen to Weekly in the first place. And yeah, me in love. Crunch, crunch. <laughs>